0: You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate, with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now, your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily podcast. I'm with one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Nice Properties. And today, we have a special guest here with us, Lee Yord. and really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, he has experience with property management. he's in St. Louis right now and he has a interesting background in you know marketing and real estate and you know we' were going we're going to talk about mostly the power of partnerships. He wouldn't be able to do his first deal without his partner who's actually a former NFL player so well, we want to talk about that as well obviously. Uh, one of the other hosts and uh, my partner Brian Leonard is also an ex NFL player, and maybe you know we could talk a little bit about from his you know from your partner's standpoint why he chose to invest in real estate as an athlete and whatnot. I think that'll be interesting, and also you know how you got started and kind of the law of the first deal. Because from what I understand, you did your first deal and you close on your next deal, and you're doing 250 units this year and whatnot. So very excited to hear your trajectory um, so Lee thanks for coming on the show
0: Anthony thank you so much for you know allowing me the opportunity to share my story I hope it's valuable to your audience and uh, yeah I'm really really excited to be able to share that because um, you know really is the <clears throat> the power of the or the you know the law of the first deal and the power of partnerships is really kind of the two things that I've understood to be the case whether it be starting out as an investor to also being a broker a uh, commercial broker as well
1: that's excellent so yeah so let's talk about that first deal and lee is also called mr make it happen so i just want to put that put that out there he's 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 making it happen and his company's called green forest capital i think i skipped over that
0: yeah absolutely i um i dubbed myself almost accidentally at a, uh, a luncheon with a group of other investors one day, like, oh, I'm Mr. Make It Happen, and it kind of stuck. So <laughs> um, yeah, I started in management in 2012, built up a management division of a brokerage to 220 doors, I got inspired by my clients, and decided to go into investing when I moved to St. Louis to be closer to my sister, who lives here as well. Started with a duplex, um, did it all the wrong way, and over the course of 18 months, bought a total of 11 doors and spent that time doing all of it myself and all of it the wrong way until, you know, one day I hired a coach and he said, Lee, you need partners who check the boxes that you don't check. Like, you know... Net worth or whatever to be able to do bigger deals. It's a team sport. It's you can't just do it all on your own. Um, and it's been like a rocket sh- ship ever since. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, I um, found my partner on Bigger Pockets. He wa- was uh, investing in smaller multifamilies here in St. Louis, like myself, and uh, we determined that if we combined our, you know. Efforts and experiences and net worths that we would actually be able to create a team that could qualify for, you know, larger properties, you know, multi-million dollar property sizes, and actually be able to asset manage them. Having you know me here as boots on the ground in the marketplace where we were investing, Uh, hit the market hard. Tried to buy a few deals, made a bunch of offers, and then um, we ended up locking up a 38 unit in 2019, closed it in October of 2019. It's a value add 38 unit uh, where we've taken the rents from an average of $425 a month uh, across the board to now in the high 500s. So adding $150 approximately per month uh, to the net operating income per unit times 35, if you do the math, you know, at the end of the day, plus some cap rate compression, the property is worth about, oh six seven hundred thousand dollars more than what we paid for it in two years, uh, after a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And yeah, it was, you know, after that, and I could show the marketplace, specifically brokers and owners that I was a historical closer, that you know, then doors just started opening after I had closed that first deal. I could actually leave a voicemail on a broker's voicemail that said, hi, my name is Lee. I own a property. I'm looking for more. And they would actually call me back for the first time in, you know, two and a half years uh, of trying to break through. And yeah, since then, it's been a rocket
1: ship. That's excellent. So basically, you know, you're the embodiment of the law of the first deal and you found the importance of partnerships. And can you kind of talk about that in terms of, okay, we know why you needed a partner in, in order to, you know, scale your business. Uh, you mentioned net worth worth requirements. Can you dig into that just a little bit and then kind of talk about, okay, after those first, you know, two deals where you're at now and how are you sourcing your deals now? Because, you mentioned, you know, now brokers are calling you because they realize you're a closer. Um, you know, how are you getting your deals now? Is it through the same brokerage community that you're, you know, building or or what or whatnot?
0: Absolutely. So
1: multifamily
0: is generally a team sport in order. I mean, specifically to be able to qualify for your debt to acquire your property and in Large size multifamily, we're talking about a million dollars or more. And I, at the time, was not a millionaire. So I uh, wouldn't have qualified to buy, even if I was making great money, which, you know, I have done before or do make okay money, but I didn't have the net worth requirement. I didn't have what it took to be able to be approve for the financing. And at the end of the day, if you can't get financing, then you shouldn't be making offers on properties that you can't qualify for. So I went and found, realized that generally when a bank looks at a buyer, they consider three things. Um, Well, generally it's, it's four things. First of all, net worth. Someone who is worth half a million dollars is not going to get a loan for $5 million. It's just not going to work. They're not going to do it. I don't care how much money you make. You have to have the net worth requirement. Second of all, the, um, the liquidity requirement. You have to have and be able to prove that you have liquid assets on hand that can you know, pay for the equity to acquire the property. You know the down payment, any improvements that you were going to make to it, so on and so forth. Um, and then, third of all, the experience level. Almost always, a bank wants to see that you have a history of owning and/or managing a property of similar size or type. So, because I had an experience of property managing over two hundred doors, and my partner had. The oh, and the fourth one is location. Generally, they want to see that one of the partners lives within driving distance of the property. Ideally, less than an hour to hour or to two hours away from the property, if possible. Because if the building's on fire, they want to know somebody from the ownership team can get there pretty pretty quickly. Um, and you're usually doing business with a regional bank on these you know mid sized deals, and uh, they like to see that you're local these regional banks. So I was local. I had experience managing 200 doors um, in the past. I had liquidity, and but I didn't have the net worth. And then my partner had the liquidity and the net worth, but he did not live locally and did not have the experience. So we checked each other's boxes almost perfectly for that very first deal. And once we were able to go to a bank and get pre-qualified for debt in, you know, in our buying range, which at the time was up to $2 million. I we took that pre-qualification from the regional bank that we were working with to the broker market. And now the brokers actually would take us seriously. Now they would put us in as a serious offer to an owner on a listing that they had. And it only took a matter of time once we had that and we had the team built to be able to buy that. And, and one thing to consider is that your team is only limited to who's on it or your capabilities are only limited to the team members you have or your combined team. So if you need to want to go back after $100 million properties, guess what? You better go find a partner who's got a net worth of $100
1: million. Right. Yeah. And, and it's you're, you're totally right. Real estate is a team sport and you need people to help in many different capacities. And it sounds like you found your niche with your partner. And so where are you at now? You, you mentioned, you know, you're closing on another 250 doors by the end of this year. Um, and then what are kind of your goals for next year? And, you know, how are you continuing to expand your team? through, is it through different partnerships or are you kind of sticking with the same partnership? What, what's your plans moving forward?
0: Through different partnerships. And we have, I have now, uh, since then that was a 38 unit. I was at 49 doors total when we closed that deal in October of 19. Uh, then I, uh, found another, uh, two partners and we acquired a 76 unit apartment building in St. Louis as well. Similar scenario, you know, higher net worth individuals who had liquidity and weren't necessarily local or didn't necessarily have the time to dedicate to a value add deal. Uh, and we raised money for the first time ever for passive investors on a 506B. Uh, so we did a 506B on a 76 unit. And then uh, after that, it was a 70 unit which I closed with another two partners In uh, this what this was 120 days ago so in August we closed uh, or a little bit earlier in July let's call it July of 21 closed on a 70 unit so I'm now at 195 doors on a regional basis uh, here in the greater St. Louis area on th- with three different partnerships with three different structures of partnership, uh, a joint venture with two people, 50-50, a syndication with three people split with also limited partners and general partners and gone through that process. And then now a larger 70 units uh, that was going to be a syndication, but it ended up finding a partner that was um, interested and able to put down the majority of the equity. So that turned into a joint venture. Um, And through each partnership and each property, I've honed the skills and determined what types of properties and what types of opportunities work best uh, for each team and built a team around what the goal was. And now with my current team, we are uh, under contract on a 272 unit apartment complex. It's actually three three properties within a mile and a half of each other uh, that we're acquiring for 58 data door. And we're doing our first 506C syndication, raising money from limited partners uh, and able to market to accredited investors only. So just growing and doing things a little bit differently each time. And each structure is usually based on the property type.
1: That's awesome. And Did you source that opportunity?
0: We were given the opportunity to bid on the property from a large broker here in town who took us seriously because we had just acquired the 70 unit within about five miles of this property. Uh, So we were a known buyer in that tertiary market already. And because uh, my combined team had the net worth and and had the... you know, liquidity and prove to the broker that we were closers. So that is why we were able to be given the opportunity to bid on the property before it was brought to the open market.
1: That's excellent. So you're forming different partnerships, different deal structures. It, do you prefer one or the other, you know, syndication versus joint venture? You know, what what are really the differences? You mentioned you're doing a 506 C now. Can you kind of explain that a little bit further? How are you planning to, you know, work on the 506C? You know, especially this is, you know, it sounds like this is your first 506C. How is that any different than 506B? Just kind of would love to hear that.
0: Absolutely. I don't, I, I, I won't be able to give you a perfect answer on the, which one is my favorite until after we close on the 506C, because I haven't done one of those yet, but um it's, it's steps on the staircase. Uh, it's not a ladder and it's not stepping stones because hopefully each you're improving and going upward in each step that you take. Uh, so my approach is that it's stair steps. Some are a little bit taller than others and, and some might be going in a slightly different direction a little bit, but it's, you know, a winding staircase upward, hopefully upward. Um, so, you know, the, the C or the joint venture was just out of necessity because we didn't have investors or people that would trust us. And I honestly wanted to be in a place with my first property where I could show investors that I have a track record of performance and I'm capable of being able to asset manage, own, and, and run a. Commercial size multifamily. So the first one was just out of necessity to be able to get the first one done. Um, The second one was, you know, simply because we already had the, you know, the friends and the family and the people within our immediate network that believed in the team and the, you know, the uh, probably 50% of the, of the equity was contributed by the general partnership team on that 506B. So it was like a big joint venture with a couple friends. Um, and that deal has gone fantastically well so far. We've had it for a year now. And, uh, you know, even operating through COVID, it has been uh, a we see this property being a wonderful, wonderful return on investments for not only our limited partners, but our own capital as well. Um, And then the joint venture on the 70 unit was simply that network of people that knew me and knew my track record with the two previous properties grew and the trust grew to a point where one investor was willing to, as opposed to us doing another 506B, one investor came in and said, hey, I I have the capital to be able to contribute 100% of what you're raising. Uh, why don't I just give you all of it and be one of your joint venture partners? And my partner and I looked at each other and we said, well, that sounds like a perfect opportunity. Plus, this partner who joined us has over 25 years of experience in multifamily, owns over... 850 doors, and quite honestly, is a guy that I really look up to. And I was so excited to be able to call him my partner and knock arms together on this 70 unit because I could see the potential of us growing this team immensely. And then, sure enough, within 90 days, an opportunity is presented to us to be able to capitalize on this new team and our historical performance at that 70 unit and do. A large scale syndication on a sixteen million dollar acquisition um, in the same town. So, because now my partner has a you know eight figure net worth and eight hundred and fifty doors of his own on top of you know my one hundred and ninety five means you know we can say to a broker, yeah, we own a thousand doors uh, and have a combined net worth of thirty seven million and can you know, close a deal and our agency debt approved prior to this already. So we can get through agency debt processes a lot smoother than the brand new green team who's never done this before. When we could say that to the broker who was representing the seller on this 272 unit, they took us seriously so much so that they gave us the opportunity to buy the property before they took it to the open market. And that's where we are today.
1: Excellent. And in your market, Do you anticipate continuing to grow in your market, your your backyard? Is there enough product to grow in your backyard or do you plan on expanding to different areas as well?
0: We plan to expand into multiple markets uh, within driving distance of St. Louis and down to Florida where my partner, uh, my primary key principal partner is already also investing. So we will Actively acquire anything that makes sense for us and our portfolio and our investors here in Missouri, in St. Louis. But now, you know that we are more scalable. Uh, we intend to ride the i i seventy corridor from Kansas City to Cincinnati, where I grew up, and uh, be regional, a regional player who syndicates uh, multifamily of large scale on a regional basis from Kansas city to Cincinnati, including St. Louis and Indianapolis. Uh, and then we do intend to expand to other sub like uh Sunbelt markets, you know, Jacksonville, Orlando, Tampa, you know, the basically Florida where I lived for 15 years.
1: Yeah, that's excellent. What kind of pieces of advice would you say for a new multifamily real estate investor that wants to be active to how do they start out? You know, obviously you started out in property management and then you started buying duplexes and so on and so forth. Is that the wrong way to do it? Or is that, you know, a way to start out? Or do you recommend that? What what are your thoughts?
0: There's no wrong way except for not doing anything at all. You know, and focus on your, your strengths would be kind of my, it's kind of my advice to any of like the young guys, you know, who haven't done their first deal yet or just getting started. It's look at yourself in the mirror, determine what your strength is, what's your superpower, and then build your team around that. Build your team around what you're strong at fill the gaps that you're missing determine what gaps you need to fill in order to be able to be taken seriously by a brokerage team or to be taken seriously by a seller which we've done we actually haven't bought a deal yet i haven't bought a deal yet that's been openly marketed um most of them have been direct or direct to seller at least the last two deals were Um, so you know build your team first So then you're taken seriously by the by the owners and the brokers, because if you can honestly look at a broker and owner in the eye and say, I can close this deal and this is why, then they will open themselves up to letting you have an opportunity to be able to acquire the property. Um, And if you're not and if you're not qualified, then you're not going to buy. That's just simple as that. So build your team, then prove it prove your team to the marketplace. And, um, and you don't have to only buy the largest deals that are on the marketplace. I, I got started with, you know, with smaller properties. And I truly believe that the reason why my first partner chose to partner with me and trusted me to run asset man at run point on a 38 unit is because I already had some duplexes and four families. So whether you're starting with zero and, you know, don't be afraid to do a duplex or a four family, um, but always aim bigger, aim as high in the stars as you possibly can, no matter what. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll find that you can hit it. You just got to keep focusing on that one direction up
1: bigger, Love it. That's a great, you know, great pieces of advice for the audience. Ali, how can my audience find you, connect with you, learn more about you?
0: Absolutely. Um, So I'm happy to share my cell phone. It hasn't burned me yet. Uh, So my cell phone is 850-797-1307. Call, text, uh, anytime during business hours. (laughs) My uh, email is lee. At greenforestcapital.com. I have a website, uh, greenforestcapital.com. And uh, there's a like request a call with Lee button on the website or uh, learn more about investing with Greenforest Capital button on the website. We are actively raising money for our 506C. So any accredited investor who is interested in learning more about our you know investment opportunity or future ones please reach out anytime i'd love to be able to work with anyone um and help anyone that i possibly can in any way
1: excellent and we'll provide a link to you know lee's cell phone number which is very generous and you know website and hopefully we'll take a look at his 506c offering as well so if you feel free to take a you know reach out to lee And if you liked what you heard today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes so Lee and myself can get our message out to a greater audience. That's just the way iTunes works. So, Lee, really appreciate you coming on today and look forward to talking to you again soon.
0: Anthony, thank you for your time. I hope you have a great day. Thanks.